0: This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast.
1: Howdy, everybody. My name is Brooks Like, and this is How Men Think, a podcast where we are decoding the man code, as we like to say. And I'm sitting here with my handsome, very well, extremely well-dressed feel handsome. friend, <laughs> Mr. Gavin DeGraw. Good to see you, Brooks.
2: You the, very, the very, very handsome There's Brooks.
1: Here. How are you doing today, buddy? You look awesome, happy man. today.
2: Man, I'm happy. always happy. You're always happy. That's what yeah, I love Yeah, man. I try to be happy. Even when I'm not happy, I'm going to smile. Yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? You got those beautiful teeth, right? We Actually, let's not <laughs> talk
1: about my crooked teeth. <laughs> no, hey, come you're on. They're beautiful. Me They're beautiful. How's life with you,
2: buddy? You been busy? Things are great, man. Yeah. Busy, yeah. busy. Got to be busy. You're always busy. If you're not busy, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it. Uh, if you're not busy, you're bored. You're, you're thinking about how you feel. And if you're thinking about how you feel too much- you're not busy enough yeah or you do a podcast about that's it. that's right hey okay. let's, let's do a podcast talk podcast. about how you <laughs> feel instead of me yeah <laughs> we also got here
1: with us we've got dimitri and we've got rick good sirs dimitri what's up with you how you doing buddy i'm doing pretty well yeah. feel good likewise i should say you look feel good look good today. yeah you yeah. went from handsome to we got these guys it's fine it's fine i'm not oh, fishing boy. for this, compliments uh, it wouldn't hurt rick how you doing boss horrible horrible oh damn i'm I'm doing excellent yeah i'm excellent awesome thank you appreciate you guys coming in today and also today we're very excited we have a great episode for you guys very excited to introduce a special guest on the podcast christy morel let's
3: welcome christy so much for
1: having me so christy is a dietitian for usc she has a private practice and she was also gentlemen our dietitian for the la kings when i played with the Kings. wow amazing nice. real so, history right
2: there yeah mm-hmm. so
1: we have worked together she's amazing exceptional at her job and exceptional communicating and also i'll say this about christy she has the best snacks Mm -hmm. she always comes packing with the
3: best snacks. I really do. I would agree with that completely. Mm -hmm. That is a love of mine, is to find really good, healthy, but tasty snacks.
4: Yes. Mm. Uh Can I just
5: say, I'm a little relieved, because you actually have the same name as my girlfriend from college that didn't end well. And when I saw... Christy Morrell is coming in. I was like, oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. First and last? I was like, this is, yeah. really... like, is going to be awkward, but oh, okay.
1: that is, that's too wow. bad. That's I really good. would like
5: that. Well, <laughs> damn, that would have made for eight. a good show.
1: Well, Amy, now you know, book another Christy Murrell. Uh But we appreciate you being here. I have so many questions for you personally. Awesome. Um, we worked together. It wasn't long enough. The Kings released me. If you have any pull there, you know, mm-hmm. um, let See them what know. I can do. Let them know I'm still in shape and I will come back. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate uh I look forward to picking your brain because you work with athletes and performers all the time, Mm -hmm. um, have a wealth of knowledge. But the first topic we want to get to is Rick has had an issue with one of his kids, which I believe you'll be a lot of help with. So I'll segue this to Rick.
6: Hey, Christy, uh, really want to get into the topic of diet and health with you for sure. But I wanted to ask you just one quick question about when do, at what age is appropriate for kids to get cut or make the team or when do athletics turn into like a real competition? You know, my, my daughter was recently cut from, she was been playing soccer club soccer for the last three years and she was on the, the A team. And recently they had tryouts and she got cut and moved down to the got cut to the B team. And, um, you know, we were quite honestly speaking, we were all devastated. I mean, she <laughs> was devastated, not from mm-hmm. the fact that she went from the A to the B team, but she was just emotionally, she's 10, I think at the time she was just emotionally distraught. It was more social, I believe, than right. it was anything about, you know, not being good at soccer or, or at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, frankly, I think she was at the right level where she got placed. But um, I do think, you know, what what kind of just has been driving me and my wife lately is, you know, like we were, you know, I'm a competitor. I played sports in college, um, you know, and so it was just drove <laughs> me nuts. The first thing I want to do was like, we're going out on the field and we're going to practice for three hours, you know? And then Mm. I was like sitting back and I'm like, "Uh, that's not good. That's not the right way to do it. You know I mean? She's only 10. And my, my thing I wanted to bring up in here was like, what is the most appropriate age to start kids where it is ultra competitive, you know? And what's the right thing? You know, you hear stories about parents that are living vicariously through their children and dads and moms getting in fights at school or at the, at the game and stuff. And so, um, that was just something I wanted to share upon with you guys, with you all. So mm-hmm. mm.
3: well, that's a great question, and I think that um, I think a lot of parents do that. So if you're a good parent, in my opinion, you have those conversations. Is it more important for her to get on the field and keep practicing and try again next year, or is it more important for you to see her to be able to do that? Do you know what I mean? So yes. I think when <laughs> when you have a huge disappointment like that, it's almost. Supporting her, loving her, and just be like, you know, obviously, for whatever reason, it is what it is right now. But you can't just stay in that lull and be sad for the rest of, you know, the year. But what can you do to empower yourself to maybe you want to try again or maybe not? And that should be a conversation versus, okay, honey, what we're going to do is on Sunday, we're going to get out there for three hours, we're going to practice that one kick like whoa dad like really so it, yeah I think, that conversation mm. yeah. I think that it's important. important
5: for the kid to be competitive and to want to be competitive not the parents so it's like mm. all right we're going to get out there and we're going to work on does she does she want to does she? I know she's disappointed but does she feel the fire to <laughs> want to get back to that A team like she's got to have that not you so and i'm Definitely. not saying that's that's what you're doing No, but i think it's important you know my my daughter's played club soccer as well and it's like I, and my wife played soccer in college and stuff so she's she's really we're both competitive people but it's like, we want them to have that fire. It's awesome that they do, and if they do, but I realize that if, if we push them to do that, then it's not a good mix.
1: So Christy, you have player. two Completely. kids, correct?
3: Yes, I have two boys. Two boys. Mm-hmm. How old are your boys? 12, and Dylan will be 10 in July.
1: So your you're right's just starting to get into thick of it, mm-hmm. um, and you work with athletes. You work mm-hmm. with USC, you work with the Kings, mm-hmm. you work with top-level athletes. How do you approach it from a standpoint of when is it time at like your 12 year old, is it time to now start dialing in his nutrition and trying to build him up to be an athlete? Or do you just defer to him what he wants? When is it time as a parent to start escalating the process? If your kid wants to be an athlete.
3: So this would be an awesome question for my kids because I think, um, because of what I do and what I know, I have been teaching them and I think Amy can, um, comment on this, but They have always eaten really well, not to the point where they don't eat sugar I don't allow it. So I think as parents, you should start teaching your kids, educating your kids, communicating with your kids about nutrition from as little as they can, you know, as soon as they start eating, honestly. Because you can't be like, okay, we're just going to kind of let you do your thing, eat whatever you want. And oh, now you want to play sports. Okay, we're just going to like undo all the things and try to have you eat healthy and Mm, take care of your body. It's like you should be taking care of your body whether you want to play sports or not. And then I would say for Devin, certainly right now he's at that age. Interestingly enough, we have a beach uh, date coming up and he's like, Mom, I really want to be able to take off my shirt and feel good about my abs. And I'm like, Okay. Me too. Um, so, <laughs> so um, he's like, are there things that I could be doing differently? I love his communication with me because we talk about nutrition all the time in our house. So he's like, what could I be doing differently where I could feel better about my stomach? And I'm like, that's a mm. great question. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's genetic for kids. Like some kids have that like my youngest son Dylan has a very flat stomach and he probably, and he just does like he's has one of those kids that you would see. And he's just always going to have a very flat stomach. Devin just doesn't. And so I talked to him about, okay, well you could cut back here and here if you want to on some sugar that you're consuming and we'll just kind of lay it out for him. But I don't ever press like, Oh, you need to have X amount. I would never say to a kid ever to start counting calories, to start measuring their food, to, um, you know, weigh themselves or to do anything that could jeopardize their relationship with food and their body. So, if if he came to me and is like, "I," because he's into wrestling right now, and of course, that wrestling is a sport where it's a little tricky with weight. Yeah, um, but he's not at that level yet. Um, but in terms of getting him to be competition ready, or if a if a kid asked, I would say, "Yeah, let's look at your current eating, like current eating habits. What could you do differently? Could you eat?" more protein and a little less snacky foods? Could we find replacements of things that you like that are healthier that might help you cut back on a little bit of body fat? Because it is a competitive world, but you have to be able to be – it's such a delicate topic. And I think parents' involvement can get a little sticky. So sometimes you want to bring in a professional because then you don't have to have that conversation of then the kid starts to eat something like chicken nuggets and you're like, wait a second, I thought you said you wanted to – you know get a little bit leaner yeah that is you i mean that becomes a little bit tricky because then you're now the food police and then they feel like oh you're watching them and i'll tell you right now from all the kids that i see in my private practice that's where things start to brew and then once they've gone down that path it's it's a tough one to pull back on and so you want to be careful the
5: opposite mm. is bad too you don't want to reward them with donuts
3: <laughs> exactly same thing
5: because then they're shooting for that and then they're eating the opposite way and you're giving that to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely. So, I
1: once had, a, when I was growing up playing hockey, one of the guys like in my class and on my hockey team would get a score bar every time he scored a goal. Wow. True story. <laughs> he would get a unreal. score bar from his dad every time he scored a goal. And we played this one town. We beat them 45-nothing. Oh. We beat him 45-rip. He picked up eight goals and he wow. got eight score bars. And now he has no legs. And... and <laughs> <laughs> And he was a very large <laughs> child. Like he was a, to this day still is a large yeah, a large person. And
3: absolutely. And I think and again I think parents parents do that often. Oh, you're you're sad from school, you had a fight with a friend. Let's go get you some ice cream, you'll feel better. It's almost like something that kids, you know, they, they it's a reward system and that's how they cope with their feelings and then that lasts them their can last them their whole life. That's how they reward themselves or you know. <laughs> well, I was,
6: gonna, I was going I was going to say like. it. Like I feel like it's a fine line, like you're saying, is is the the food situation or the nutrition versus like at what point does competitiveness take over, where it's like parents are pushing their kids, you know? And I feel like this is maybe a little bit of a bigger picture, but like it is important for you know you can use athletics to get into college now, and you don't have to get in a natural way. In fact, I wouldn't say it's easier, but it's definitely a different path, Absolutely right? Agree you know, with that. And it totally. is a huge one. I took it myself, yeah, and but like there are people that are trying to use that private coaches private quarterback you know and trying to get their kid to be that much better and it's and i think it's it's almost like this way of you know pushing them to a limit where they're looking for other outlets to get away from that mm. sport you know most kids at a certain point you know and it's mm-hmm. like they're either going to food or drugs or
1: whatever else you know sure. and, and it's horrible a question I agree with that a question for you I get asked by a parent that a kid's 12 years old or 13 years old, what kind of protein does he need to be on? What does he need to be taking? When should they really, if they want to be uh, a competitive athlete, when can you start them on proper nutrition and really educate them on it?
3: I think when they ask for it. When they ask for it, then they're ready to listen and do something about it. Do you know what I mean? So (laughs) if the parent is saying, you should do this, and the kid's like, I don't really want to, and I really like my pizza, and whatever, it doesn't matter how much you talk to them or educate them they're ultimately going to put the food in their body when they're at that birthday party or when they're at their friend's house. So when the, when the kid says to you, I really want to focus on this. I really want to gain speed. So I know that I can be better if I really dial in my nutrition or however, they would probably use those types of language, but in they're asking for it, that's the time. And you'd be like, great. You know what? Then we're going to get a professional because mommy or daddy doesn't know exactly how you should be eating. We're going to get somebody who can talk to and really understand how do we do this? And there is a correct way of doing it. And unfortunately kids are way too exposed now to YouTube videos and all this other stuff. And they're just going to get information online or in other places. And it's not age appropriate. These kids are still growing. So they shouldn't be taking supplements. They shouldn't be taking all these protein powders. They can do it in a natural way and in a healthy way. So they don't feel like, you know, they have to be again, counting everything or measuring or, just becoming obsessive. And that unfortunately is something I'm so passionate about because I think more and more kids are almost the obsessiveness with it, getting obsession or having obsession with it versus something that's healthy.
1: So what would be an appropriate age for somebody to start taking a supplement?
3: That's a great question. I would say when they're, when they're done growing, it depends what kind of supplement you're talking about. But let's say- The two I get asked the
1: most by like hockey parents? Parents back in Canada, people Mm -hmm. that know me or my dad or my mom, they ask about protein and creatine because they might know somebody that's on And these kids are 13 and 14. Okay, so definitely, Hmm.
3: absolutely not at that age. I mean, I would say, and again, I'm not, it depends on the person, but when they're done growing would be ideal. So, or maybe kind of like senior in high school, maybe to college, somewhere around there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start them any sooner because and it's it's actually not proven i can i can give athletes and i have many times great muscle building or ways that they can lean out without having to take any kind of artificial type of supplements there's ways to do it so
1: can you give us some examples for that for for even just for a parent if a parents looking to lean out or if a kid is 18 19 or going to college looking to lean out and be an athlete what would be some natural ways or foods that could help that kid Sure that?
3: the first thing i do is have each they can do this right now if if they wanted to, but have them write down everything that they're eating for a week and start to see little holes. They're like, oh, yeah, I snack on like when I'm in the car or I wait too long to eat and then I get home and I'm starving. So then I just eat a bunch of snack food. So first and foremost, I'd love to love to see what they're currently doing. And that's just anybody can do that, any kid. Sometimes I'll, I'll um, when I go into Devin's class, I taught a nutrition class, they'll ask me that, like, what's the best way to, be better about my nutrition. I'm like, well, first see what you're doing. Take take notice. Be mindful of your habits because a lot of kids are either skipping breakfast or you know they'll eat just whatever throughout the day and then they come home at night and like you said, kind of binge or just eat whatever. Mm. So first, kind of look at what they're currently doing, and then I can easily go through and be like, okay, well, instead of just eating a bunch of goldfish for a snack, you can have yogurt Damn, and some fruits. Yeah. They are good. the pretzel ones, <laughs> and you know. I think you're right so. Yeah.
5: And I think it's more, I know we're focusing on, you know, athletes and stuff like that, but I think children in general, I think the the nutrition, like I was saying, there's rewarding with donuts and then there's, there's, you know, eating completely healthy here and there and and you're getting to the supplements point. But it's like when I took my daughter to school, when she was in kindergarten, I was just, we were sitting there, she was coloring and a friend of hers came up to the table and I was like, Oh, I said, good morning. I said, you know, Somehow the topic got to us. I said, how's your morning? You know, she's like, good. I had three donuts. That's like, that's <laughs> insane. This
3: kindergartner
5: had three donuts before she went to school. Yeah. Oh, my kids will come like, home
3: and they well, can't wait to tell me what their friends' lunches look like.
5: That's terrible. I
6: have they a,
3: are like crazy. I have amazed. a question for you. So yeah. my,
6: my son plays travel baseball. So every other mm-hmm. weekend we're in a different city or a different place and, and there's, anywhere between four to 12 fields around this whole entire complex and and we're there from 8 a.m to 3 p.m or all day long basically and there's one stand of snacks and foods in the whole entire thing and it's cheeseburgers onion rings french fries <laughs> burritos hot dogs nachos hot dogs and it's yep. you cannot get a salad and and I almost feel like if you're almost kind of a, not an outcast but like if I brought my own cooler with like no, hey, come over here and we're gonna sit over here and you're gonna have these these, you know, nuts to snack on to get you more protein while, you know, in between games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's odd. And unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. I would we're do doing I the was right just thing. Say, I would, that. That I would be a, odd. Like, you not. know but, what?
3: I I would have no shame in that. I'd be like
6: No, but I but I feel like it's like how do we as a whole get those places to change or, you know, cause
1: Oh, that's a big it's
6: question. Horrible. That's a that's huge, huge question. I mean,
2: the fundamentals there are, are everything's market-driven, right? Everything comes down to economics right. at the end of the day. If there's not enough choice, yeah, it's because cheap. the market created not enough choice. It's cheap, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is all the choices actually exist. Mm-hmm. The economy determines what choices you end up with ultimately mm-hmm. at sure. that one place. So fundamentally speaking, the general public wants to have a hot dog. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. So you know that's what you're dealing with. If you want to go against that tide, you have to sort of you need to bring your own food.
0: So is period. that something? You know I mean, not right? Change Absolutely. the culture
2: essentially. If that's if the culture wants a hot dog, that's going to be the culture. But but you if know? you were if you I don't know
6: if we can viewer Whole Foods or mm-hmm. Thrive Markets. Let's use Thrive Markets because we love Thrive Markets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice we do. I love Why Thrive doesn't Markets, Thrive Markets no. <laughs> sponsor a huge sports? Baseball indoor thing and and have that be their entire. I love resource. that idea. You play, yeah, like, thrive. that's
3: incredible. That's an right? amazing. Right, you know, idea. instead
6: of it's you know you got a Del Taco, you got a Burger King, you got all these other places down the street, right? Or just the regular person making the cheeseburgers. But like, why wouldn't one of those places be like, hey, you know what? We're
1: we're gonna have a healthy place where all these kids are gonna play. Rick, I think we should be on the advisory board to thrive. More.
6: Shark <laughs> Tank. Make remember, <laughs> I got my toilet paper thing. Yeah,
2: but but th- there's a great irony there, and I, I gotta say with the. To me, the obvious irony is this. The sports fan, the live sports fan visit, going to a sports event is going there to have a beer and a hot dog. So, you know, you're coming in with with parental it's parental now, advisory man. version of what you want your kids to have and what options you want to have at the game. But it's changing. Yeah. You're starting to see some healthier
1: stuff show up in is the beer. Are in the beer stands going away. Stadiums, but no, i saying that. Yeah, but you're yeah, all, so you're all you're you want and you're going to drink a
2: pitcher of beer. You don't have to. What you I'm what saying you, now is, you
1: don't. You can if you want, but there is an option if you yeah. don't want to. That's starting right, to come in. Right. But let's say there True. isn't an option, Christy, as a parent, what would you do? Would you meal prep and bring something like
3: 100 for
1: parents that want to do that, that have kids but want to eat healthy, like. What would you do? And also, can you also maybe give us some examples of things, specific things or companies that you would bring with you where they can get these products from?
3: Sure. So, I mean, first and foremost, I would. I love the, yeah, absolutely. I have like two or three of these, you know, little coolers and I would pack sandwiches and yogurt and vegetables and fruit. And look, if they wanted to go over the concession stands and get a bag of chips because that's what they really wanted. I. Mm. The other thing too is there's a flip side of being overly... You know, oh, my gosh, you can't have a gram of sugar or you can't have any processed foods. And I see a lot of kids like that, too, whose parents have just put like they they can't have anything like that. And then they become very obsessive. So Mm. I think there's room to have both. I think if you can pack some stuff and then be like, you know what, honey, if you want to go, you know, this is going to be dinner. But if you wanted to have the hot dog for lunch if that's what you really wanted you have to be able to communicate but like look we're going here we're going to be there all day long i don't want you to just live on concession stand foods maybe we can pack something together like can we get this and that and let empower them to be able to make some choices versus well i'm just going to pack everything that i think you should have and then yep. the kids like i don't yep. even like that that's you know, know what i mean yeah that's, so i i'm always mm-hmm. encouraging parents to be so involved even packing lunches for for school, The kids should be involved in that. And it's so interesting because not to get to- totally off topic, but um, one of the things that I would say is, you know, I'll tell the kids during lunch is when you're when you don't eat your entire lunch and you throw out part of the sandwich or all this stuff and your parents open it up, they think you ate everything. Right. They think that you liked what they packed. So they're going to pack it again. And that was such a light bulb moment. Parents were like, oh my gosh, Christy, how do I ever thank you? Because my kid came home and said, they never even ate that sandwich. They never liked it. They were throwing it away all the time. (laughs) And they They were like, oh, my kid loves
4: my lunch. They're
1: eating it all. (laughs) That was you, buddy, wasn't
3: it? (laughs) It's just the communication. There's such a lack of that with kids. And I can't tell you enough, that is such the beginning point of all of this when it comes to nutrition and their health and well-being It's sitting down and having a conversation of like, hey, honey, let's make lunch together for tomorrow versus I'm going to pack something that you're going to throw out or trade with your friends. Like, what are we doing here? So it comes to that. But there are great companies. Trifecta is a really great company that's designed for athletes, and they have four or five different meal plans. So if you're like, gosh, we're going to be going on the road a lot, and I just need quick, healthy meals that I can pack, they have a great website, and they have different options, and you can – do it that way, where they're just nice and packaged, and you just you know can take them with you. Can I ask so you it's a question, awesome. lunchable? Yeah.
2: Can I ask you a question,
3: healthy lunchable from yes.
2: adolescence, the early adolescence into like your late teens. Mm-hmm. How much of your muscular development has to do with your nutrition?
3: I would first say that everything is about genetics, first and foremost. <laughs> having good genetics is a is a plus. That's number one. Like so you got Tyson. Genetics. He was
2: like bulky. Muscular as could be, sixteen years old. of like you. Mu- Mus- like a lot like Gavin de Yeah. DeGraw. Yeah. Na- naturally you know, Harlequin yeah. novel sort of physique. Uh-huh.
1: I got
5: you know. it.
2: So Mentor. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> keep going. What that's a asking? good
3: question. Keep going, Gavin.
2: Because he was so nat he-, he seemed naturally very muscular. Like mm-hmm. he looked like a Rodin, you know, I mean he has a large Large muscular development at Mm -hmm. a very early age. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is really unusual. And I was wondering, how do you put on that kind of muscle tissue? Was that almost strictly genetic, regardless if he would have been training or not? Just that was his natural physique? Or do you think that had a lot to do with diet?
3: I definitely think diet and the way he lifted and trained for sure was a big part of that. Genetics is a big part of it. But nutrition, 100% has a huge role in that, and I'll tell you how I know that for certain, is that you put an athlete on a DEXA. You know the DEXA, yeah. right? So a DEXA yeah. is... Guys used to
1: hate that. Yes, <laughs> it it's a body composition.
3: You basically lay down, and it tells you how much fat to muscle you have on your body. All okay? the fat.
1: So- <laughs> 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 anyway, this, is, this is like a so mobile like, x-ray machine. Like, you look this is. van, broken. and they scan your body. And exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes, that's exactly right. So after you get scanned, you get this printout, and it tells you how much yeah. fat to to muscle you have on every part of your body, your legs, your arms, everywhere, right? Yeah, then you design everywhere. a meal plan.
5: <laughs> I did that, and the doctor pulled out the plug and blew on it and plugged it because he thought it was broken because <laughs> there was no muscle, all fat. <laughs> What's going on here? Mm-hmm.
3: So basically, then you can give an athlete a specific meal plan, <laughs> and they can go back on the deck set, and you can show them, look, you gained five pounds of muscle hmm. and decreased 2% body fat. Just by following this meal plan. Now the buy-in is there, right? Now they're like, mm. okay, this this girl might right. know something. That's a big component because for athletes, I mean, they they're, they can see their body and their physique in the mirror. But mm. when they know that something's really working, when they can see like, wow, I've increased five pounds of muscle. Mm. Because when you get on a scale, you don't know if you're gaining fat or muscle, mm. right? So a DEXA.
2: I know what I'm gaining. <laughs> <laughs> muscle. your muscle. Totally. Yeah.
3: So that I would say, so hundred percent, there's no there's no doubt in my mind. Nutrition's a huge component right. to leaning out and having a good muscular physique for sure. Right. Interesting.
1: Well said. Absolutely. We got to take a break. Thank we'll you. get back to okay. Christy. We, I got awesome. a thousand more questions. Great. Today. We got to take a break first. It. This is How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and I got Gavin. What's we, up? We got Rick and we got hey. Dimitri with hey. us. And we're very blessed to have Christy Morel with us as well. We're talking diets we're talking nutrition, we're talking performance. And for people that don't know, Christy, what would be the number one reason that a parent would come to you for their kid? What is their kid maybe dealing with? What are they going through? Why would why do you get contacted the most from a parent? Mm-hmm.
3: So I specialize in eating disorders and disordered eating um, for kids in particular. And I unfortunately think it's on the rise because of social media and pressure and school and there's a lot of competitiveness with within sports too so people think oh I need to be look a certain way or be a certain way and so there's more and more pressure on kids and so I think the parents find me through their therapist or pediatrician or however and they'll call me up and they'll tell me about their daughter or their son and I see a lot of boys in my practice too. Um, which is so sad to see these young kids really struggling with their weight or they're not eating um, because of stress or anxiety and their parents just don't know what to do or how to help them.
1: What about for an adult? What are because I have a thousand questions for you I feel like I'm just hogging her from you guys Wow, man
2: you're
3: representing <laughs> yeah. all of us
1: with your questions they're, they're they're spot on Gavin's been taking notes over there yeah. like three pages I am I love writing notes Yeah, especially on diet nutrition and doodling My question for you is for let's say men mm-hmm. um what are some of the the very basic mistakes that we're making that we can make a change on that make a big impact right away
3: I see older people um that have just careers, jobs that they want to either lean out or they've been trying to follow certain diets. I mean, this is the the problem is, is there's more misinformation on nutrition than there is credible science based nutrition issue information out there. So. Some people will try to go Google or find, you know, whether it's intermittent fasting or keto. I mean, there's a million different diets out there, and people get confused what is the best way that they should be eating. So people come to me and ask, you know, what is the best way that I can take care of myself? I've noticed that I've put on some weight. Or, um, you know, my doctor said I have high cholesterol, these kinds of things. The biggest mistake I think that people make is they try to go find a diet on their own. They go research something and then they try to, you know, put something together together just themselves and they fail pretty miserably and I'll tell you why because they think the idea is to restrict or starve themselves so they'll start with a celery juice in the morning yeah that's um, a big and, fad right and, and then they won't eat until let's say they have meetings after meeting and now they don't eat until three and somebody brought in bagels and they're you know shoving four bagels in their mouth yeah. because they're starving so, so- good right
1: <laughs> cinnamon raisin They're cinnamon so good. raisin They're like, I'm, yeah.
3: gonna be, I'm gonna be super healthy i'm gonna start with the celery juice that everybody talks about and then i'm not gonna plan my day so it's things like that i think that really get people all messed up um so
2: are you noticing any differences in the way that males uh young males are are having uh uh body image issues versus, say, years ago? Are you noticing an upswing in that trend? Absolutely. What do you think that's due to? Do you think it's due to lifestyle? You think it's social media?
3: One million percent. Absolutely. Do you think
2: it has? All right. So when you say social media, do you Mm -hmm. think that's a a cultural element? Meaning, do you think that's because of what they're seeing in social media and other people looking ripped, looking fit, looking handsome? Or do you think it has anything to do with sort of like the political the way things have shifted politically and boys feel almost guilty being boys anymore. The way that people talk about boys.
3: Hmm. That's interesting. I never,
2: because boys are sort of emasculated growing up. Now they're told, don't be so aggressive. Don't wrestle. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Be, you know, go over there, play like Jane, this, that type of thing, you know what I mean? Versus Mm -hmm. being able to get out their physical, uh, it's in the nature, your nature of being a male. I was a very physical male. So, you know, I'm not, but as a child, I was what you would call very unusually physical, right? Mm -hmm. So everything was based around physical activity. I was my entire youth, right? So, and that being sort of beaten out of you as a young man Mm -hmm. is very peculiar to me culturally. Do you think that has to do with it?
3: I've never really thought about that, to be honest, until just now that you just brought that up. Um, It may absolutely have something to do with it. I would think th- some of the young boys that I see in my practice um it's at least from what I'm seeing it comes from a lot of pressure whether it's at school being made fun of or other kids you know mm. again f- they're they're more athletic than I am and so I feel mm. like I don't get asked to do things because I don't have this athletic You know, build or I don't look a certain way, um, Mm. or they're just really obsessive on the other side of, you know, wanting everything to be perfect. You know, I've had a young boy who was like, everything has to be perfect that I eat. And Mm. I'm like, where's this perfection coming from? Why does everything, I mean, he like was reading at such a young age, he's reading all the, you know, the nutrition facts. And I'm like, where did you get this from? Uh, it's a learned behavior. Unfortunately, that's why I think it's so important for parents to be educated. They mm-hmm. think that they're trying to teach their child right by, hey, honey, you know what? Let's let's see how many fat grams that has. Oh, that's fine. Oh we should yeah. only have two. That's, and I see that's that crazy. so often. And parents really, when I press it on them, they really believe that they're doing their child a service because they were maybe once overweight. So they really want to protect their child. Mm. So they're doing it in a way where like, you know what? I was an overweight kid and it was so horrible. And Mm. I just want him to know. And I was like, okay, I get that. But now he's obsessive with reading everything. And once you learn a behavior like that, to undo that is very difficult. So I see more of that, but I understand what you're saying. And that's an interesting, um, idea of that could be, you know, out there for sure.
1: What is interesting? I, I agree with what you just said. I I learned I learned so much more from my parents by watching what they do Mm. than by what they said. Of course. To me. So if I watch my parents doing like not eating anything at supper, I'm probably not gonna do it as well. Like I I just I learned Mm. absorbed so much information visually. What are some of the big you said that one, what are some of the biggest mistakes that parents make? that affects their kids oh
3: my gosh there's so many one i would say just their own language around their own bodies their language about them their themselves yeah that the kid picks up on really easily um or having a scale very plain as day in the bathroom yeah where they see their parents getting on and off and i've had a lot of kids start weighing themselves and you know, mimicking that behavior. Um, so I would say the parents, one of the biggest things is what is their relationship like with food and how do they talk about themselves? Um, or if the, if the parent says, oh, no, I can't eat any carbs. Carbs just make me fat. And then their daughter or the son is supposed to just eat pasta? Yeah. Like how, what
2: do you teach doesn't them add up. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So what is, what is worse? Health obsession or health abandonment?
3: You mean letting the child eat whatever or...
2: Allowing them to have well, a psychosis of being so so consumed with their image, their health, their being versus paying no mind whatsoever to what they're eating if they're laying around the house. if You know what I'm saying? So which is worse? I'm sure
5: they're both that. Uh, yeah. I mean, mm. the, neither one is, is a winning situation, so mm. it's like... I think you. I think that middle ground mm. is the only correct answer.
4: Mm.
3: I would agree with that. There has to be a middle ground to that.
1: Right. You, you have four kids, yep. Dimitri. Like, how do you handle? How do you handle it when you have three daughters? How do you handle nutrition and diet in your house? Um,
5: we're by no means are we the, the family that's like no sugar in and this. And that. I mean, I think mm. to step away from that for one. Like if you look in Europe, there's no drinking age, right? You don't see kids going crazy here when kids get to a drinking age, or they they get to alcohol, they go crazy with it. I think it's the same thing with sugar. I think if you grow up and you're like your parents, are like no sugar, no this, no this. At some point, you're it's like what you said earlier, Christy, about you don't eat all day and then you eat four bagels. It's like there's. So what we do is, we you know we give them sugar and we and we let them have treats and stuff like that. But we also talk to them about about eating healthy, not overdoing stuff. And something that stuck with me was one time, I think it was my son was in preschool and we went in for like a little, um, you know, you know, talk to the teacher, see how everything's going and stuff. And they said, one of the things he mentioned was that he mentioned, uh, you know, important things is that, and this is not something I ever told him, but this is something that he'd seen. they were like, oh, that um, he said that, you know, daddy likes to work out and daddy likes to eat, you know, healthy and, this and that. So it was nothing I ever told him, but it yeah. goes to what you were saying, the odd. scale about this and that. They see yeah. when you do so. So if I was home eating potato chips all the time and just like don't you know eat healthy, then he'd be like, oh. And it's what you said, Brooks. They they learn from seeing you. It's that old commercial. Do you remember when, when Rick and I were young, there was a commercial that was like <laughs> a long time remember? ago. Was like, the, the dad walks the kid with pot, and he's like, he's like, "Where did you learn this?" He goes, "I learned it from you, dad." It's like that was yeah. that commercial, and it's like that was for that was about uh, marijuana and stuff like that. But that's it's the same thing with food.
6: I have a question, Christy. How yeah. much of a role does does portion control? play into all of this so like I love pizza cheese I mean I pretty much eat it all I mean we do try to eat healthy at home but you know how much of that plays a role in all of that
3: that is in, such in a
6: trying to maintain yeah. a steady diet absolutely. you know not a steady diet but like if you as long as you're eating the right amount of it
3: mm-hmm. and not
6: overloading on it all absolutely um,
3: So when I go into families' homes, so sometimes a a family will hire me to come in, and this is the best approach because let's say you have one son who's an athlete and can kind of get away, quote unquote, with anything, right? They can eat an entire pizza and not even gain an ounce. And then you have a daughter who unfortunately, for whatever reason, is a little bit maybe on the chubbier side and she can't get away with as much as the brother eats. This is a huge issue I find in families of like, you can have this, but you can't have this. And you can never, ever, ever do that. So it's better to come in, so they'll have me come in and just explain nutrition as a whole, and that's my favorite way of doing it, versus just singling it out on one kid, like, oh no, she's gotta only eat like this much, but honey, you can eat whatever you want. So I come in and talk about nutrition as a whole, with the, both parents, of like, their eating habits, what do you have in the house, um, let's go through your pantry, what are some you know better choices that you guys can have in the house for snacks, and then we'll talk about the difference, because it's a real thing. I mean, you do right. have, let's say, a growing kid is a 14 year old boy who's super, super active in like four different sports, and the girl's just in dance, and she doesn't maybe is not as active, and she is having a little bit of, of problems with her weight. So, I'll, I'll address that, but it's coming from me versus the mom sitting there sure. and saying something like that. So, right. it's better in a, that type of setting. And then I talk about not to eat until they're full. Do you remember as a kid? I mean, I grew up in the Midwest in North Dakota, and this is like
2: I thought it was until you're hungry it's <laughs> <That's> a joke. <laughs> but
3: but, that, but if, basically, what that means is, how many times have you told your kid you're not getting off? You know, you're not getting up from this table and so
5: you finish, finish your plate. Yeah, I've plate. never, I've never done that.
3: That's I've great. always
5: said, eat until you know when you're satisfied. Don't you? Know, but then the problem was, one of my kids came home from school one time and they were like, the teacher keeps saying "clean container ranger," which means if they didn't finish what was in their thing. So I'm like, no, no, no. You eat yeah. when right. when you don't want. It, when you're done and you feel like you've had enough, you stop. I don't care if you come home with a dirty container. I don't care. I'll right. talk to the teacher. Amazing. But it's like, that
3: is such. I mean, applaud yeah. to you. That is dad seriously. of the
1: year. I'm getting in on dad this. of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: seriously, that's the best thing I've heard. That's awesome. But going back to what you had said about portion control, because I think this is a really hot topic for a lot of parents.
0: Um,
3: I have made I've made these rules called Christie's rules, and everybody, the mom and the dad, I'll even tell the kids, like, you know what, if you see dad going in the kitchen and standing up and eating in the kitchen, you tell him, like, hey, dad, you're breaking rule number three, that everybody feels like they're involved in it, like it's a wellness for the family, not for just a particular kid, Mm -hmm. which is like no standing and eating. No eating out of boxes, bags, containers, or jars. Wait, a,
2: what's with the no standing and eating okay. thing? What's going on around here?
3: So you want to teach kids, just like not finishing their plate, listening to their body and start to be mindful. Kids are so into their phones and laptops and iPads that they're so disconnected all the time. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing is to first establish where do you eat food in your house? Like most kids will eat their dinner on the couch. So you want to establish eating dinner at the table. Okay, So... When they get home from school, 3 o'clock, whatever, they're starving, they go into the kitchen and they just start opening up the refrigerator and they start eating like leftover turkey, let's say. Mm -hmm. It's completely mindless, right? They have no idea how much they're eating, when to stop. Leftover
5: turkey is probably not terrible, is
3: it? No, but again, it's creating that it's it's, it's the behavior. It's totally the behavior. So when they're physically hungry, I'm like, great, put together a snack, Mm. go sit down at the table. Eat your snack, not while you're playing iPad and phone and everything else. Try to eat your snack and then go do something else. And Uh so these rules are designed to bring mindfulness into play. So just like you were saying, Uh portion sizes, it's listening to their body. If they're just scarfing down their food while they're working on a report for school, they have no idea when to stop. They're going to stop when the food is gone. Then like a half hour later, they're like, why am I so tired? Why is my tummy hurt? What's going on? It's because you're not connected. So if you're to eat slowly, your mm. body naturally will tell you when you've had enough food. So you can eat things like pizza or things that are higher in calories, but your body will tell you when to stop. It doesn't mm. always have to be salmon and broccoli and brown rice, right? Because that's no kid's going to live on that forever. Mm. But teach them how much to have so that when they, they're done eating, they feel good and energized, not that they feel weighed down and tired.
1: My mm. sister, I, I faced you guys, we talked about this. I love FaceTime, right? We talked mm. about this. I FaceTimed my sister one time. I was like, Jody, you look amazing. Like, you look exceptional. What have you been doing? She goes, I've just been living the way I normally live, active the same way. I just changed my portion control. And she lost 22 pounds on portion control. Wow. that's amazing. That's amazing. So she didn't, they didn't, it's not like she cut out carbs or potatoes or like what anything. Mm. She just reined in consistently mm-hmm. her portion control mm-hmm. and lost 22 pounds and looked amazing. Absolutely. Felt amazing. Wow. That's, so great. It's that's great. Portion control
3: is that's- powerful. That's my favorite, if there was a diet out there, because I don't really believe in diets at all, right. if there was one, it's all about portion control. It's about right. listening to your body, having a plan. You don't leave the house, you know, just like you would as a, as a parent. You would never go to the park and not bring snacks or water for them, ever. Right. But for yourself, you go out for the entire day and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to like wing it. I'll just, whatever, pick up something. Well, guess what's convenient? Fast food. Sure. Right. So when you eat, let's say if I made a big platter of delicious chocolate brownies, okay, and I brought them in here and they were warm from the ovens, the best brownies you've ever had. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you took one, which should really be enough. Let's say they're pretty decent-sized brownies, okay? One should be good. But the remnants of brownie is still in your mouth. So all that tells your mouth to do mm. is c- continue to have that incredible experience and taste. <laughs> but if you had one brownie and I gave you two cinnamon altoids after. Ugh. Or a Listerine. I have some clients who use Listerine strips.
5: This, this, this is a Listerine cool mint uh, spray. I carry this everywhere.
3: Okay, that's amazing. If they
5: want a sponsor, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fishing
1: that's going on. In this that
3: room. is such a great, <laughs> but that's a great thing to carry around because nothing will taste very good after that. Would you agree? Nothing yeah, really no, it's true. Good?
7: I brush my teeth every time after I eat immediately because it
3: stops me from eating More? again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're at home- Or a
1: mint or something.
3: Yes, yeah. something that interrupts mm. that taste, <laughs> then you can do it. So it's such a good trick. Like if you're going to a restaurant where they just have big portions, I mean, first I always tell people, never go to an- Ever out to eat hungry, right? Most people save their appetite. That's such a that's such a I don't know thing that people do too. They won't eat hardly all day because they're going to go out for the steak dinner. I'm like that's the worst idea ever. That I got all kinds comes? of bad ideas. <laughs> you get
2: the potatoes and the asparagus?
3: Right, the bread basket comes and you devour the entire bread basket, oh, yeah. and it's a disaster. I'm but, getting warmed up. So that's the whole plan is to eat slowly when you're not starving. And then when you know you've had enough and you feel good, but you still want to eat more because it tastes good, mm. then there's that choice, right, that you have to make. And that's where the Listerine, whether it's spray or strip or a couple of Altoids or a piece of gum or something will help.
2: I, see, I disagree with this. Okay. Let me tell you why. Yes. You go out to dinner, right, and you have a nice steak, and you eat all kinds of things that you should not have if you want to. Go to the beach with your shirt off. And you try to do this as often as you can because it's delicious. Um, I feel like when you have a great meal and it tastes so good, let's say you go out to a great place, you spend a hundred bucks on your on your meal or 150 bucks, 200 bucks, eat some nice drinks, some a delicious dessert, eat all the animals. <laughs> and then, you know, when you're done. After you spend all that dough on yourself, you know, because you deserve it Mm -hmm. or you don't, but you had the night off. Totally get it. Last thing I want to do is put a five cent stick of gum in my mouth (laughs) and forget about the experience. I mean, I want to savor that. Mm -hmm. But also at a restaurant, you're not probably ordering another steak.
1: Like your steak is done. You ate your eight ounces and, you know.
5: But on Can't the,
1: you get one to go?
5: On that note, I know we have to take a break. But can I just point out? <laughs> has anybody noticed? Whenever Gavin talks about steak, he gets really like romantic. He goes, "You know, you have a nice steak." And <laughs> yeah, do. man. But the best, steak. Part, he
2: starts to be, like, the best part is
1: the best part is he See goes. Now. Spent a 100, 150 bucks on yourself. <laughs> that's there's right. Nobody else in this, no. this dream. There's no, no man. There's nobody you got, else in this scenario. You got The this night off. This isn't, off. This isn't ro- a date. The most romantic. not a date. Himself with a steak. I'll take a table for one. Dude, here's an electromagnetic like spot you got. I'm I like, treating this person. I, that's right. That's right. It? It's me. You have really earned it, beautiful. Yes. <laughs> you practice. I sit right in front
2: of the mirror at the bar, the restaurant. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> But, like, last night I went to, like, one of my favorite places. I'm sitting at the bar. I see the guys who work there, people who always eat there. It's always the same scene, you know. It's like a real cast of characters in this place, you know. Every time I come to town, I go to the same place, right? Like, I want to sit down there. I want have a great meal. I want to have hysterical conversations with these people because they're all funny. And we're all just kind of doing the every, uh, doing the same thing, which is everything, you know. And that's uh, that's how we do it. You know what I mean? But I do understand we're talking about nutrition.
3: <laughs> well, wait a second, though. I do want to say I've
2: been in that for a little while. I do apologize. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's totally normal. I would never say that every single time you have to eat exactly <laughs> until you're satisfied. There are times where you're like, look, this is a delicious meal. We're traveling or we're going to this restaurant, and this is the time where I'm just going to be... You know, I'm going to eat a little bit more. It's going to be fine, whatever. It's okay. Because otherwise you're teaching them that it's never okay to overeat. And mm. Thanksgiving, you should be able to stop exactly where you should and feel satisfied all the time. Like, I'm always like, you know what? It was delicious. Have another piece. But you're just not going to have four or five or six other pieces and then right. feel really miserable and sick. You've
2: got a little bit of room left in your esophagus. You're like, I think I might be a
3: little, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, I mean, that experience you just shared sounds like it's a lovely evening. I don't want to destroy it by putting, you know, an eltoid in your mouth. At the end you might want to just finish it off well with like i think it's dessert, important to live but... a little
6: too you know yeah, absolutely like you gotta, you gotta balance I mean, yeah you will be yeah. healthier your mind will be healthier if you can live a little enjoy that absolutely. steak enjoy that martini or whatever that is and then the next day you're going to get back on whatever schedule you're yep. doing and i think you'll feel think good exactly. about yourself well said, sure. agreed
2: agreed balance well said balance. That's,
3: that's the main that's the main balance.
2: key
1: i'm going to pick your brain after this break because okay. i got a thousand more questions awesome <laughs> So we asked you about what most men come for to you for, but now for our women listening, what what's the number one issue that women come to or approach you about or seek your consultation for? Mm-hmm.
3: So most women definitely are wrapped up in their body for sure with body image, feeling like they need to look more toned, they their stomach needs to be, you know, flatter, they need to have more toned arms. I think women again, whether it's because of social media or just Um, their own insecurities as you get older, I think they are sort of chasing that younger body and wanting to know what can I do? How can I eat? How can I exercise in a way that keeps myself still looking young and desirable? So I would say I would see most women for that. For sure. Mm. Wow.
7: Hmm? Uh, Yeah, I would say, I'm not afraid to say it. It's like there's this little thing on my stomach that did not used to be there. And I'm like, what the F is that? And I will get rid of it. It motivates me to get rid of it, but I hate it.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: I hate it. Like I look in the mirror sometimes and I go, "Ugh." Okay, fine, fine. I'm just gonna ask it. I'm gonna. <laughs> I won't cry, but I want to cry. You can't cry. No. I
4: don't you
7: want. to watch okay. you, you can can cry. You <laughs> I'm gonna this try is not to cry. good. Do you guys think it looks as yucky as I think it looks? Like, and I know you're not talking about me because I'm not.
2: Okay. No. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why the answer is no because everyone's their own worst critic.
3: Absolutely.
2: Period. You know what I mean? The same way I go back if I listen to a record I cut and I'm just like, oh man, I gotta fix this thing. You know, if I'm working on something in the studio, I mean, I will obsess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll just talk about it from from an artistic standpoint. You know, I'll get I'll get notes. I'll have exchanges with producers that they're like, I don't hear anything wrong. But like, what do you mean you don't hear that? Are you kidding me? It's irritating me like crazy. I mean, you got to be. You must be deaf if you don't hear that. You know what I mean? I think we all kind of have that about ourselves in general. We are our own worst critics in every capacity. But I think self, self-criticism is healthy for you. You know, if you don't... To a degree. To a degree. Mm-hmm.
3: This is another hot topic for sure, is negative self-talk. I think in our kids, in everybody, even men and women that I see, they are, like you said, their worst critic. But again, there's a level of motivation or... Or the fact that it completely makes it ruins their day. Like I have some kids mm. who won't go to a pool party because they feel so horrible and ugly in their swimsuit that they will not go. and it takes them away from their life. But so
5: why do they feel horrible and ugly? They, they do, because there's ne- it's never like we never had a time when everybody was in great shape. They feel horrible and ugly, not because they feel that way because it's it's what they've learned, what they see and what they're told by, whether it be social media or whatever. Everyone, you know, and you have unfortunately you have these these people that are their influencers and you have these people that are celebrities and, and they get they, they cheat stuff. They cheat stuff with plastic surgery, exactly. they cheat stuff with apps yes. where they can contour themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they go up there and everyone's like, Oh my god, this is perfect. That's why a lot a lot of times celebrities will do that no makeup day or whatever and I think mm-hmm. that's a nice thing to do. But mm-hmm. these kids don't feel fat because they feel fat because there's always been pudgy kids. Agree. Mm-hmm. Completely. They they feel that way because as a society, this is where we've turned things is that oh if you're not perfect, then you're I right.
3: couldn't agree more. And that it's it's so sad. It really does break my heart. I mean coming living in a small, you know, state of North Dakota, we used to go to pool parties and just put on swimsuits. I didn't, I don't even remember thinking about Oh my gosh, at like 12 or 13, how am I going to look in the swimsuit and what is ever? I mean, there wasn't even that thought. It was like, I can't wait to go have fun and hang out with my friends. Mm. Now there's this level of, well, I don't know, should I wear a bikini or a one piece or like, do, is my stomach flat today or do I wear a cover up? It's it's a serious issue. And so, I think that the negative self-talk is just it it really is destructive. And I don't think they understand how destructive it can be. So, just like what you were saying, Amy, it's fine to like look in the mirror and be like, "Oh, that that part of my body that I really don't like. I'm going to do things that I can work on it instead of I hate myself today. I'm not going to, you know, go do something because I don't feel secure enough and, you know, going out and doing things because of my stomach, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it becomes, can be very destructive when you start limiting things that you would rather do um, or not do because of the way you look. And that makes me sad.
1: It's also a really like interesting... If you look at that, if somebody is self-conscious about an area of their body, Mm. it's a selfish thing because they're assuming that everybody else is looking at them and just paying attention to that one thing. It's a selfish behavior. And in reality, probably nobody in the room even has a clue about it. So it, you mean you can't see the yeah. three rolls on my neck right now? I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> what about now? Well, now <laughs> I, I find it now. I get I, it. But, <laughs> but, but but to to your like, if you would have never said that when we met or in the first couple of podcasts, I never would have noticed it. Mm. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. I think we b- we bring a lot of this on ourselves by thinking yeah. that our problem is the biggest problem in the world, and it's a selfish act. I
2: right, right. I couldn't agree with you more. Because I didn't nothing. notice that uh, about you at all. I noticed all the other problems when I looked at you, Amy.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it was the- don't sugarcoat it. Don't no. sugarcoat well, it. Well, right? no, I, I I do have to. I will say, like,
1: Mister getting- Perfect, because <laughs> getting- <laughs> <laughs> you never made a mistake. Dumb and dumber. Nice. <laughs> I
6: will say, getting older, being forty-five, like it it my body has changed you know and and i it's easy to say oh i don't have enough time in the day because of work or because of my kids or whatever i quite honestly to your like that is selfishness you know and like i could dedicate a certain number of times or hours during the day to work out it's just and i feel like i'm i'm reaching back to i feel ashamed or bad about myself or how i look because. I feel like I'm trying to get back to when I was 18 or 21 and I was working out eight hours a day for water polo or whatever. Mm. And I felt at that point so good, and I could eat 50 burritos in a row right. and not mm, burritos. gain a pound. <laughs> You went in the pool after eating fifty burritos. <laughs> well, I
1: would have licorice. You told, you told me a, a licorice story. Eat <laughs> licorice <store. laughs> and go swim laps and poop no, in. Oh, I used pool. to. Oh, not to side <laughs> track, but like tell hey, the story, Chrissy. So, no, you talk story. about athletes, yeah, uh,
4: performance. I need to hear it's not that. performance nutrition we, and athletes. Well, Rick's got a story. I really story. Need to hear it, this. this. This is, is good. This is
6: going nowhere. But it was had to do with heartburn, if I recall correctly. Bringing this up when we first walked in the studio, and I was saying people were commenting about heartburn. I said, "Well, I used to get heartburn all the time when I was working out in college." And I doubt it had to do anything with the beer or the marijuana or all the burritos that I was ingesting at the time. But (laughs) I do recall that I would eat a huge amount of licorice and starbursts and candy right Mm. before I would walk in onto Mm. the pool deck. Mm. And then I would go work out for three hours. And about halfway through practice, I would just get this raging... Heartburn. and he had
5: no idea where it came from. Huh? <laughs> I could not figure it out. And you yeah. threw up in the pool, wow. right? And then, yeah, right?
6: I was swimming, and I'd have to stop because it was so bad. My the water was literally <laughs> like the, my glands were just spewing out like whatever saliva, and then all of a sudden I just start barfing
5: in the side in the <laughs> side of the pool. It's just oh already that I just. You're, you're just going again. You're just vomiting go. Twizzlers into the thing inside of the pool. And <laughs> they, they, they get you turn and say, oh, God, I don't know what's wrong with me. Guys. I believe, no, they, I I believe out, they, they were red we hot or something.
1: <laughs> we had I don't, don't know thing. what I ate. <laughs> Let's ask the oh certified dietitian, <laughs> performance athletes, uh-huh. what she <laughs> thinks about uh, that approach.
2: I think that
3: is genius, by the way. Yes, thank you.
2: He was following your program. Oh, my tea. God.
3: That is so funny. That's like the worst thing you can do is putting all that sugar into your body. It was great. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see it worked really well for you.
1: For about the first hour and a half. <laughs> first hour and a half you are flying. right? because oh you're happy. Gosh. Just wired on sugar. Can and we get a Rick?
5: picture of Rick up on our Instagram so people can see how uh, handsome he really is? Oh, thank okay. you. Thank you. but no no, i
6: feel like there. at a certain point i'm trying to get back to i think just mentally i mean physically i'm not trying to but i i'm trying to get back to where i was when i was 23 or 24 or even two years ago i was training really hard for a water polo tournament Mm -hmm. and i was going like double days for you know which compared to brooks was only two hours a day to his (laughs) eight but um (laughs) it was it was it felt so good and i felt so in shape and i was swimming and weight doing weights and and now I've just, I feel like I'm just a blob.
2: What was the main factor that steered you from what? your old program?
6: Uh, well, the tournament ended and yeah. then it was party time. That was that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had no more carrot. Uh, the other uh, substances yeah, sure. that I mean, you Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: so I think that's a big issue for the, the older people that I see in my practice. I mean, I'm 45, too. I agree with you. I mean, your body changes over time. And I think with older clients, I try to remind them look, you're. You can't go back to being eighteen and twenty two years old again. Like that part of your life I'm sorry, but no, it's over. It, it, right? <laughs> I mean,
4: yeah. no.
3: Let's just call it like it is. But you can have a a new body and still be in shape and feel great and, you know, do the kinds of things that make you feel good and confident. But if you're trying to chase that 18-year-old, like, come on. like, And the problem, in, again, like living in L.A., there are so many people who have nips and tucks and surgeries and everything else looking absolutely incredible, thinking that they're just doing it by diet and exercise. Mm. Some maybe are, but majority have gotten some serious, like,
6: surgery yeah. surgery's done. I, I, so and, it's and, hard and
3: I, to, to live up to and that. And I
6: feel like, you know, not that I would ever go down that road, but I feel like, you know, it's like until I put in a serious effort, you know, to to re- maybe, put, maybe it is eight hours a day or six hours or whatever it is. You,
1: no, I it doesn't to need do to be that much, man. But, but I
6: think, it, I think it's like how you, you get to a point where you feel good about yourself.
7: You know? Absolutely. I so important. I have a question for Rick and Brooks. Rick, if you're supposed to swim across Lake Tahoe, don't you have to start training for that?
6: Oh, yeah. I, I've, uh, I'm starting. Wait. What, it's a, it's a trans-Tahoe uh, swim relay with six other people. And you swim awesome for- by it.
5: Twizzlers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think it was Red I Vines, I think we but went whatever. with Red Vines. Oh, yeah.
6: Red Vines <laughs> came in with a better Don't, deal. Buddy, what is this? Tell me about this. Yeah. What? No. So uh, it's a trans-Tahoe relay. And basically, you swim across the, the Lake Tahoe. And there's six people in your boat. It could be co ed, male, female, whatever. And so it's a relay race. So you, you, you have a starter and you swim for a half an hour and then you tag that person or jump in the water. The next person goes for a half hour and then you shorten it every 15 minutes. And the water's oh.
7: like 50 degrees. Oh, the water's my. freezing. Oh,
6: God. damn. This year, I think it snowed up there last year, but a couple days ago. Um, but you basically relay all the way until you finish. Yep. And uh, mm. it's a great race. I mean, it's. When if is you, this? It's July twentieth.
3: Speedos so or wetsuit? So yeah, you might want to start training. You.
6: No, so there's no wetsuit. No, no wetsuit allowed. Are you gonna rock a, a speedo? Oh, of course. I'm Are gonna we gonna, gonna be able speedo. to see oh. that online? Um, so yeah, it's, I've done it three other times. It's, it's excellent. You, you get a nice sunny day. You're out on a boat with you know six or eight of Sounds your amazing. good friends, and you're, huh. you're getting some great exercise in. And huh. high altitude. There's no salt. I mean, the water is fresh, so it's, it's a little bit harder to swim in. You do that mm-hmm. sober. Uh, yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> do you want us but up, up afterwards, afterwards training then then for talk? Yeah. <laughs>
5: do you want us out there for support? Like shouting from the sideline, from the, from the
1: Yeah, board? that'd be
5: awesome. He doesn't know, know,
7: but we're coming.
1: I want to follow that up. So he's talking totally. about this is what I want to get to, Six which is what beer. Rick is talking about is about mm-hmm. performance nutrition. Because mm-hmm. there's nutrition, there's everyday nutrition, let's be healthy nutrition. But then a lot of our listeners of this show are achievers, mm-hmm. are performers that want high level, the best of the best. They want to elevate, succeed. And they want to do amazing things with their life. And I want... And for me, nutrition has been a big part of my life. And it's helped me succeed and elevate. I want to get into performance nutrition for myself. Also, because my wife, who eats very healthy... Last night, she threw up after we went out for a meal...
3: What did she go from super clean to something not clean at all? It wasn't or was the, it extreme. It wasn't, or well or it
1: was no? just it was no, it wasn't extreme. Okay. No. But okay. but she more than me, she rides a roller coaster daily. I don't know if any of your guys' wives are like that, but she rides almost a roller coaster daily where something affects her to the point where I'm like, I can't watch you go through this roller mm-hmm. coaster and have these it's not mood swings, it's it's feeling swings on how her body feels based on nutrition. So right. where can we find uh get some blood work done or something find what we should and should not so be So I
3: normally tell clients to ask their because they'll go through their insurance okay. um that's usually but I I know there are different places around LA that do that I just can't I don't know off the top of my head but normally I'll tell a client to go talk to their doctor and get a blood test done a food allergy a f- full panel of every food out there. So right. it has everything from spices and um, because some people are highly, don't even realize that garlic is actually one of the top ones that most people can't uh, digest and they've been garlics and everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. exactly. So if they're getting sick, but here's the other problem with this test to be honest is I wouldn't go fishing for something that isn't there because some of these tests will come back and I mean, there's a lot of things that you might have slight allergies to. So (laughs) some of the clients that come to me, yes, exactly. So it depends on the middle of the ground of like how obsessive they become. Because I was like, well, yeah, you have, you know, a little bit of sensitivity to this, but you really do love cheese, let's say. Mm -hmm. And you have a little sensitivity. Maybe don't eat it as often, but don't take it out. Because they're like, oh my God, now I can never eat cheese. And that's one of my favorite foods. love cheese. But of course, if they are lactose intolerant or if they have like an actual allergy to it, I would absolutely tell them to take it out. So I would talk to the doctor about getting a blood test done and get a full panel of blood work to see what exactly, and they'll give you an entire chart which the client will bring to me and be like, okay, now design a meal plan based on all these different sensitivities that I have. And we'll kind of rate them one to 10 of like, what are you most sensitive to? Then we have to take that out. What can we replace with? And there's so many amazing replacements now. And especially living in LA, we're so lucky that there's a lot of different foods. So that's first and foremost, is like if you really want to dial that in because you're having some issues, but if you don't have any issues at all and you feel really good, but you just want to get you know, at a higher level with your nutrition, then that's a different conversation. Then I would say, okay, let's currently look at what you're doing. First and foremost, take seven days, exactly what you're eating in the times. Look at your sleep. Look at your hydration. Sleep, by the way, is like the number one for me because you got to get your body on a rhythm, Right? The circadian rhythm is a real thing. You can't be going one one day, you're in bed by 10, the next day you're going to 2 and then 7 and then you're napping for 2 hours because you, you're you all over the place. You first have to get your body in some sort of a rhythm. So try to eat around the same times every day. Try to exercise ideally around the same time. Sleep around the same time if you can. And sometimes that's the impossible and you just have to do the best you can. But try to get your body functioning that way that's number one and then most people don't drink enough water throughout the day now for your community you are talking to they're probably big on health and nutrition so they probably are and very cognizant about bringing a water bottle with them but a lot of people ask them they'll see me at three o'clock and i'm like well, how much water and they're like i don't know they have no idea they maybe had a sip of water at lunch today so those kinds of things are important but talking about superfoods um yeah. I'm a big fan of collagen. Yep. I think collagen powder is really yep. definitely yep. Um, effective. Collagen yep. powder? Uh, yeah, collagen peptides. So there's like uh, protein powder. There's collagen that ones too. Sh- 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 yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of, well, you knew this probably at the, at the Kings, but um, bone broth I think is yeah. really effective. So there are things that are out there. I'm a big fan of uh, beet juice, yep. huge fan of beet juice, mm. cherry, cherry, cherry juice. Ter- Jerry-
5: beet juice will run right through
6: you. Mm. I had one Great. quick question how much yes. does caffeine play a role in all of this
3: Ooh, that's good
6: coffee ba- so, like tea coffee
3: yeah i mean in terms of like mental clarity or just in terms of getting Oh, no,
6: not not like the elite athlete side of it just on a daily thing and how that works in your diet and, and doesn't like I'll, I'll typically have a couple of cups of coffee in the morning about three
4: mm-hmm. just
6: small cups mm-hmm. i mean regular size small cups and then i'll have a yogurt like for me i have a what are you I'm just laughing cuz you you, you're your like
5: because you're saying I have about I have a couple of cups of coffee probably three uh, not you know regular cups the small ones the small regular ones you're contradicting <laughs> yourself with everything are they small or how many
2: are they regular and they two are you
3: really having Rick, three that's cups. what we really
2: want to know. thank you
3: i was so getting, are you like sensitive
2: measured to as cups like, or like three how mugs how much of that is, are is, is, good, the house?
6: is it fine for you to have that much should you have more? It's hundred percent it fine matter? to have that
3: much. So here's here's what I would say: it's if hard. you need if you need caffeine to get through your day, but if you if you have three cups of coffee, let's say in the morning to start your day, and you feel fine, you're not jittery, you don't, and if you're drinking enough water, you're not, you know, you're hydrating yourself, that kind of thing, and you're, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with starting your day. If you need to have caffeine all day long to get through your day, then we've got another problem. Yeah. So I would say I usually say two to three max cups of coffee. Um, or if you have a cup of coffee in the morning and you want a latte in the afternoon, it's fine. But if you're needing cup after cup after cup th- to get through your workday, we've got bigger issues. And
6: what is the most, what's, what's the, a good amount of water for the common dad bod guy?
3: I usually say around four liters. <laughs> so if you get like a liter bottle or yep. Any of those bottles and then drink specifically from that bottle, like fill it up so you can track it versus, oh, I had a cup here and cup there, but I never really finished the whole cup. So it's yeah. only sips out of it. And then you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: a gallon challenge. My, can do it that my way. wife is doing this right now. She has a purple water bottle that's a gallon mm. and it has little markings on it, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., keep going, it's lunchtime, 2 in the oh, afternoon, it's on- yeah, right? 4, 6, uh, enjoy dinner, push through till... You know bedtime, and you try and drink a gallon yeah.
6: of water. Just I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, a gallon a I, I drink, yeah, you can, I drink mm-hmm. about six to eight of those thirty-two ounce Nalgene bottles. You know, every okay. day
3: of water. Mm-hmm. I, I so there's go to thirty-two the probably every yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah, there's about but thirty three about ounces yeah, we're ready in a liter. To go to break here. It takes about three minutes <laughs> to drain it. I have,
5: a I have a quick Guys. question though. <laughs> um, yeah, and Gavin, you might want to listen to this because it's about steak. Um,
2: I'm all ears. I love
5: steak. I love it, but when I eat steak, I used to kind of not feel great after, but when I started eating grass-fed beef, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel a ton better.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easier for your body to digest and break down. Okay. It's like as simple as that, honestly.
5: So that, so there is it's not <laughs> something I'm imagining that that is a, it is much better.
3: Absolutely. Because
5: I will, there were times when I would get, wake up like with like a meat hangover, mm-hmm. but when it's, if it's a grass-fed steak or something, mm-hmm. I wake up and I feel good. Yep.
6: I think that has to do with the
3: Hangover,
7: wine. Hangover, uh, another word for diarrhea. No,
5: it means no, you feel like feel slow. <laughs> you like feel like I'm hard. like the salt, and I feel slow, and I just feel like <laughs> yeah, like my no, I don't.
7: Yeah, yeah
2: that's I, from the beet I, I thought, salad. I thought yeah. they. That's, I thought they said that if you ate grass-fed beef, you could basically ignore all the negative press that beef gets.
5: Except for the killing of animals, it's no, grass fed. Sure about that one,
3: though. It depends. <laughs> I mean, it's grass still grass fed. It's it's definitely cleaner. higher quality. There's no question, and I would much rather you eat high quality meats across the board, like grass fed mm. and organic. And bison, bison is great. Bison is amazing.
2: Bison is actually lower in saturated fat. Than
3: yes, salmon. but just like because it's grass fed, 3. I wouldn't say that you can eat as much as you want. Just and then you saying. dip it you in high fructose
1: corn syrup. Mr. Nutrition. Right. Well, Gavin could be Christy's
2: assistant.
3: You know why like, I look have great in glasses way. too. I mean,
2: you. We could do this. Uh, do I hear a little
5: grass-fed beef song on the next album?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay. We have a Danielle has a question from a listener. Can you please read it?
0: The question is from a listener who shall remain nameless. Um, what is a sexy Instagram post from a woman? What isn't?
1: Ooh.
2: Oh. I thought. Wow. Okay. I mm. thought this was
1: going a different direction. But let's go at this.
2: Yeah. Gav, Gav. <laughs> what's a sexy post
1: on Instagram, and what isn't? <laughs> what's going to get a double tap from Mr. Gavin DeGraw, and what
2: is not? Oh man, oh, man, I mean, I like the way women look. Everything's everything gets a like. <laughs> 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 I like it oh, all. Is it? They all deserve to be liked.
1: What is that like? A, but is that like? Is that like a? participation trophy medal. That's interesting. Thanks for being a
5: woman.
2: Double tap. Is that Yeah, is that a (laughs) participation? Like,
1: congratulations on ninth place, Gavin. Here's your medal. I like participation.
2: (laughs) I like participation. I guess you're right. I guess it does depend on the post. What is sexy? Not too much. Mm. Too much is too much. Yeah. But it's hard to find a touch of class, isn't it? You guys got married to somebody you probably thought was a little classier than the rest. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of it probably requires them growing out of the Instagram phase, mm. so that they could establish class, and uh, you know some can come back to it and start a new account. <laughs> oh, I don't know if this I'll... is on topic. Real, sorry to meet you to catch up. No, it's not at all. Is
6: not the if they're time. trying too hard, that is not attractive. If I agree. They're with trying that. too hard.
2: I, I agree like with when that. they look like they have showered. I like clean. <laughs> now it's starting to come out. Now you're starting to get more specific. I, mean, I just. I will good, soap up, uh, okay. but dried up. This, this is still <laughs> not in Any the shower. Instagram I want, I want it to, to look post. like they, they take showers. <laughs> That's important to me.
4: Okay, yeah. I'll say
5: this: I like. Uh, I I don't like over the top. Like I would much rather prefer. Well, one, I don't like the duck lips and all that kind of stuff. But I would much rather prefer some when they go like like college, duck. like the like the injections. Yes, right. I don't like no. the the. I don't like the sexy poses. I am more of I would rather. I'm bad, be, I was working on
2: a pretty hot pose for you fine. right you're, now. You're grandfathered in. It's fine. <laughs>
5: but it's like, like I don't know. I would rather see someone in a in a pretty outfit that's a sexy outfit as opposed to seeing someone in like their bikini posing for the world to see. Like to me, it's, I, it's, I couldn't it's, agree with you more. I mean, I, I there is a friend
6: of mine that I was following and, and or I am following, and she had just posted a photo of herself with some friends, and she was in full bikini, and I mean don't get me wrong she looked great but it was like it was past the age of like she was trying too hard like that was her whole point Uh of the
5: post right was to like
1: hey i look awesome
5: in this bikini and yeah and And you're fishing for compliments and for attention and that's a turnoff by the way
6: right and it's like she's married she's got kids she's all it's like right i don't know i mean like have i done that myself yeah i think so you know i'm like leaning down and showing my you know Tricep or whatever it's called is yeah. Show, show his do, mom. Yeah, shows <laughs> how good I look. But I think going to that question, it's like I think if you're trying too hard, it it comes across as bad.
1: Let's for, ask. For guys. Let's right. ask the ladies. I think you're here. right. What's acceptable? What's not? What What do you feel is a sexy post? What is over the top? What's too much?
0: I hate it when dudes take a picture in front of a mirror or when they are like recording themselves workout. Like that? Oh, oh no! What's going on? <laughs> unless <laughs> it's a monster? No, no, no! Not hold on. Okay, <laughs> rewind. Gavin, Gavin, Gavin just got Brooks's check. I
6: got the cue. Gavin just got Brooks's check. <laughs> got
4: <the> <laughs> got Brooks's check. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God! no. that's Brook. like push, 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 push. I think
6: he's coming back, everybody. Brooks is in the men's room right now. Brooks is in the men's room right Brooks now doing push-ups have, and crying. He wanted to take a potty break. <laughs> Damn.
1: Just, he drank oh
6: too much God, water and some me meat juice, and he had to go to the bathroom real quick. But <laughs> he is coming back. She also uh, doesn't like sucks. musicians. Yeah. She also totally. hates music. Or just dudes that are not That's right. Don't tell Guys that are bald. <laughs> oh. Who is this chick? Jeez. Here's the
0: thing. I I would love to see what Brooks is doing because he's reputable in that field, uh, so that makes sense to me for you to post so a workout the video. An
1: influencer and an athlete, sort of. That's a different
0: that's or a just conversation, like but. You're, you know a guy that you follow on Instagram that you went to college with that has no relation to the workout field or health and fitness world. Yeah. posting a video of him working out because he want, he wants to show off his biceps. Like gotcha. that is not attractive to me. Or when a guy posts a picture of him in the mirror showing off his abs. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that.
1: Mm. You know? What do, you why do why some I don't girls want to see that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah sure. If you're married, you might that's not want to see it. But true, do but I, girls go on Instagram? Do women go on Instagram so they could check out a dude It's cut
7: up? It. That's when I go back to my John Stamos shirtless and I just Google it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How do you feel about that?
7: It's awesome.
2: Peter Gallagher. So
7: this is like (laughs) he's Peter Gallagher is like very old. Yeah, I don't don't want to offend him if he's listening. Yeah, he was on the OC and he's on Grace and Frankie. And I have spent a lot of time googling Peter Gallagher shirtless, but it takes me too far back, like to the 80s. And I want the current Peter Gallagher shirtless,
2: the seasoned man look.
7: Yes, he's like 60 and he is so hot. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm into it let's get you a date with Peter oh i'm gallagher. sure he's got a like i'm sure he's married well, let's look into it that's why i also had my weird michael keaton phase that so, many people remember get it okay, okay so i recently
5: I went will. to gallagher steakhouse very good so i think we figured out who anonymous was. i did was.
7: a lot <laughs> of michael keaton shirtless for a long yeah, time michael there keaton
4: yeah. shirtless.
6: but i think yeah. you're right amy in the sense that there <laughs> there are a few women that i do follow and for certain looks on instagram I, on, yeah, yeah, not down the street. Yeah, like sure. in my, in my car. Yeah, like, let me be I clear about this. I don't typically stand outside their house only on Thursdays. <laughs> you no, know, you don't stand there because they'll see you. You duck yeah, down. Yeah, like, go behind <laughs> the
2: bushes and then I go over the
6: fence. Totally You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you
6: know? But and they they happen to be models. But I I, I do want to see certain things, you know. And in Instagram, it's not as fun as you know watching my you know, friends hit the ball over the fence, you know, or, or play baseball or whatever. Like there are certain things that you want to seek out to, to kind of get a little jive off of or, right. you know, buzz. But um, I do have something else, another point of like, is it, and this maybe am going down a different path and we'll, we'll eat and we'll take it all out. But <laughs> is there a difference between somebody working out on Instagram for a business or a purpose and somebody who is sanding their wood
4: <laughs> oh.
6: <laughs> because he's Top a table shirtless. maker or shirtless. a woodcrafter and he's trying to sell his tables or cutting boards or whatever woodwork. Like he maybe he's well, shirtless. Maybe you know, I
1: don't know. Well here's here's my approach on it. So for the, for the dudes thing. I think there's a massive... This may be a good podcast or something one day. I think there's a massive difference between... What are we doing? An, I <laughs> thought this was a podcast. We should do yeah, one of those. guys, <laughs> <laughs> next time, microphones. Next time, yeah. Are we recording? Exactly. <laughs> um, I think there's a massive difference between an influencer and somebody that is an athlete or credible. in. Like When I work out, it's actually training. It's, it's professional level training, trying to compete... Right. At, with and against the best in the world right? and what I'm trying to do with these posts is to create a community of this and inspire other people to become the best versions of themselves they don't have to keep, compete at my level but it is an area that I know mm-hmm. I have proven I have a resume and credibility right. there and I'm doing it from an authentic place and I'm growing a community like that I'm not posting and have never posted a shirtless vanity photo pictures in front basically. of a mirror, right? With the, the towel really low, yes. so you can almost see your bits. Yep. you know, everyone like, yeah. wants
3: to see that V line. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. like we've
1: never done that, but I do love sharing fitness. Right.
2: So when you see like some of the influencers working out, doing such and such, and you go back and look at their old high school scores, and you're like, yeah, but you still suck at sports. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I don't.
2: No, because it's not. It's not all about being good. <laughs> you're fit, but you're a terrible athlete. doesn't matter. That's, but it's just never going to help man. your gene pool. It's just different. It's whatever your
1: fitness goals are, good for you. So if a person's I do agree. healthy and, and fit, and, good for and, them. Yeah,
6: I agree. And in talking to you last time, it was like, you know, I was trying to get motivated and you came up with some ideas. And, and every time I see your Instagram post on whether you're doing squats or rows or whatever, like literally, I think it was three days ago, I, I went to the gym, which had been a long time. And I... Literally saw one of those bikes that you move the handles this way. You know. Oh yeah, I did a forth. nasty mm-hmm. workout on that like today. Like fan wheel thingy. Yeah. And I was looking around the gym. I'm like, well, I hate running on the treadmill. I hate this. I'm like, Brooks rides that thing. And so I hopped that on that. That looks like thing. a good little machine. Yeah, it's a yeah. good yeah. machine. And I was like, dang, you know, like I'm gonna do that. Yeah. You know, and because of
1: your post.
7: And maybe everybody yeah. would like to follow us on Instagram. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> plug it. What yeah. is our Instagram?
1: How Men Think Podcast.
7: Yeah. So, uh, and our email?
1: Men at iHeartRadio.com. So we, we want to what else you got, Amy? You got, I'm
7: just thinking we'll put and, all the kind of photos you like. Okay. And
5: that, you we we will not be in towels
1: showing our bits. Let's let us know <laughs> you who you want, want a shirtless bits. selfie of on our <laughs> I, on our
2: men at iHeartRadio.com. Men.
7: And if you want our bits, <laughs> you just let us know. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, go okay. visit. SpreadEagle.com at iHeartRadio. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, hold on. Christy, back to you. Uh, yes. Where can people find you? Because you are such an asset. Thank you so much for taking the time today. You've impacted my life when we were when I was with the Kings. And I, I want to continue to work with you and with my wife on our nutrition and performance nutrition. Where can people find you for... Their children's nutrition, their nutrition, anything. Where-
7: <laughs> on her Instagram. <laughs> Look
3: at my bits. Baby's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on
1: one. Yeah. Is, we're losing you. Oh my Christy, God. where can where can our listeners find you? It's
3: kmsportsnutrition.com. Okay. Or they can just email me at oh, Christy. All right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it. It's not email. It's not okay. Yes, email's great. Um, where can we Christy- email you at? Christyrdmorell at gmail.com.
1: So M-O-R-R-E-L-L.
3: Correct. Christy. So Christy R-D, as in registered dietitian, Morell, M-O-R-R-E-L-L, at gmail.com.
5: Christy with a K. Great.
3: Christy with a K. Yeah. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Because right. there's lots of ways to and Christy. And in-
1: Instagram, can people contact you on Instagram? Or Facebook, you said Facebook?
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah Christy M.
1: Christy M on Facebook. It's going to be a workout just fine. Or
3: or, (laughs) for
1: for anybody else listening, if you want access to Christy, email us, man at iheartradio.com. We'll get you connected with her. We'll maybe put some of these in show notes, some of the ways you can connect with Christy. Um, so. Round of applause for you! Thank you. Yeah. So. Thank
3: you so much. And I did bring you
0: guys a treat
3: today.
1: Yes, we guys, I said that. So she brings the best snacks. Really? So I the have last thing here, let's have.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin won't I got eat the it unless it's
1: steak. <laughs> 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 let's a the steak. steak. <laughs> Gavin won't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? <laughs> or licorice? Rick wants some damn licorice. Somebody Gavin wants learned. some steak. Hey guys, it's Brooks, and one last thing before you take off. We want to know your thoughts, feedback, insights, and questions for us on this show. Send us an email at men at iheartradio.com and follow along with us on Instagram at howmenthinkpodcast, and we'll see you back right here next week for the next episode.